is up guys and welcome to the Meeple Minded Podcast, the podcast where we talk all things tabletop gaming. My name is Jason. I'm James. And I'm Paul. How are you doing, Paul? I'm here. I'm out of the shed. You're out of the shed. And I've left him in there. You have. Yes, Thank God. Yeah, I've left him <laughs> learning solo games, so that's fine. <laughs> Excellent. It's been a while since you've been in the studio with us. Oh, it has, yeah. 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 You lost the key, didn't you? I did. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> Are we referring to your front room as a studio now? It's always <laughs> been the studio. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, it's good to have you, Paul. Thank you very much. Obviously, you being here usually means one thing. I don't have to do the news. That You don't have to do the news. <laughs> uh, but more importantly, it's the end of the year. <sighs> Another one. Can you believe that it's already the end of 2022. It's just flown by, hasn't it? It really has. Yep. For me, though, 2022 was what I was hoping 2021 was going to be. We've had a full year without having to be locked up, I believe. Did we start the year in lockdown? I can't even remember now. No, I think a few of the clubs were still wondering where they were. I I think we were coming out of it January, so like maybe the first month of 2022 was a bit shaky, and then... Then it's been pretty pretty free running since then. I mean, obviously, global pandemic is still a thing. It's still out there, but it seems to be yesterday's news for the most part, I would say. But yeah, it seems to be overtaken by a few other things that have crept up this year, isn't it? Oh, of course. Yeah. I mean, something's got to fuel the media yeah. all, all that time, isn't it, really? I mean, mm-hmm. yep. I mean, let's, let's not even touch on the no, catastrophe no. that has been the United Kingdom this year. <laughs> <laughs> Let alone Europe and ex-Soviet unions and oh yeah oh, yeah yeah uh, oh well yeah. I think that's that's the long and short of it I think if you want a good laugh yes what's what's this year in review for United <laughs> Kingdom well I mean uh, it's, it is like the governments of the world literally turned around and went we've locked our people up for a year and a half what can we do to make things better oh, let's have recession and war that's a good idea mm-hmm. oh definitely yeah so yeah great great year all round really for 2022 let's see how many services we can make strike yep yeah 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 that, that seems yep. to be our thing at the moment uh, definitely and if you live in britain uh our government just went well just to finish things off let's drive the economy into a brick wall because <laughs> lol <laughs> yeah and i think when it comes to our leadership as well it's like de- Wh- shuffling one? a deck of cards Where, at the moment one? isn't it <laughs> which one <laughs> who's in power this week <laughs> yeah, i don't know <laughs> i think it's my turn next week <laughs> We just, we just draw straws now. Yeah. It's like jury duty, you just get a letter in the post. <laughs> you're, you're, you're now the, uh, the Prime This week minister. you are the Prime Minister. <laughs> Can you outlast this lettuce? <laughs> or, or was it a cabbage? I can't remember. I think it was, it was, it was a, lettuce. a lettuce. Yeah. And the lettuce won. <laughs> Fantastic. Gotta love our own government. Dear listeners, if you are wondering what it is like to be British, we were genuinely rooting for the lettuce. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. I think the lettuce actually achieved far more. Yes, the lettuce was more popular than than the so-called elective representative. Uh, see, we always say that we're not good. We don't go into political stuff on the show, but you've got when it, to have a laugh about it. When it involves it. a lettuce, we've got to go there. Yeah, definitely. You'll always get my vote. Hands up for the lettuce party. Let's go. Let us vote for a lettuce. Oh, dear God. Thank God I haven't got the effect for that stupid didim. <laughs> Let's stop talking about everything else that was 2022. We want to talk about games for 2022. And I'm sort of going to start and say 
2022 was the return to form for me with regards to the tabletop gaming. We started getting lots of new releases. We had the return of all the massive cons. You know, UKGE here. We had Essen was back at almost full capacity, I believe. Obviously, we've just had packs unplugged. We've also had Gen Con. Some of them still obviously having a few restrictions in place, but for the most part, tabletop gaming was back at full strength. Yeah. Yeah. All very close to. All very yeah. close to it, yeah. So, I mean, other than that, how's the year been for yourself, Paul? It ha- it's been great. In myself, especially with depression and anxiety and everything, mm. it, it's been great this year. The gaming groups have come on leaps and bounds. Uh, mine especially, we've been managing at least 35, 40 people on our meets, which is mm. great. That's, that's and that, really that's good. including new members every time we've run. Yeah. We've had regulars sort of dip in and out and everything, but the new people have made up the numbers especially. So I'm forbidden a time when I am get there and all the regulars turn up and all <laughs> the new people turn up as well and then new people on top of that. And I mean, where the hell are we going to put tables up? Yes, I can totally uh, agree with that. And I'm sure James will also agree yeah, with I that mean, one. Yeah, it's been the same for us, hasn't it? Since the end of lockdown, we've just seen our numbers... Well, skyrocket yes, for the most part. Is, yeah. is the best word to describe it. Um, yeah, it's a lovely problem to have. But uh, yeah, now, now tables become a problem and space. Yeah. As opposed to, you know, we could fit far, far more people in the hall, but obviously couple that with the size of gaming tables and yeah. stuff like that, it becomes full very, very quickly. And I mean, you, you've been there on some of our busiest nights where we, we topped 50, 50 people one evening. Yeah. And that was absolutely phenomenal. You know, that that was probably what, four, but no, actually it was about 10 more than our, our previous highest. Yeah. And we've done that a good few times now yeah yeah like, and yet two years ago we were sitting there going oh 17 this is really good yeah yeah <laughs> it's crazy it really is crazy and and the amount of new blood that has come to the hobby and the fact that it's sustained itself as well it's like it's not like people have dipped into it when they first come out of lockdown and then work life has taken over they've seemingly maintained that kind of commitment to, to the hobby so yeah, yeah. That to me is is great. I, th- I think that's one way the lockdowns did benefit sort of tabletop gaming as a whole because most people took it up during the lockdowns and it's was their main source of entertainment when they mm. couldn't go out. So they already they caught the bug, enjoyed the hobby, and then when the lockdowns lifted, it was I can actually go out and do this now. Yeah. Oh, hang on a minute. There's actual places that people go to the and play these games with other people. It's, yeah. It's great. It really is great. We've we've got a few members that have joined us through through that. I know you are the same. Um, but when it comes to game releases, have you seen? Have you had any highlights this year that have maybe come out or other highlights? Maybe. Well, first for me is actually sitting down and playing Twilight Imperium <laughs> fourth edition for the first time ever, and I know it's one of these. Holy Grail games yeah. that people would like to play, but it's setting the time aside for it. Yes. And yeah. we just so happened to gather a group of five, six of us together, pick a date that we were all free, and we sod it, we'll go for it. Yeah. And it was an instant love affair. Oh, okay. With Twilight Imperium. Have you bought it? I haven't bought it. This is good. But someone you. in the group has bought it, <laughs> so, or, and, or they had bought it, and they it had been sat on their shelf for shame yep. because of that particular reason you can't get that many people around the table for that yeah. commit for that amount of time there, there is a hell of a commitment 
yeah. is that is that yeah. game. It, you know, you've got to commit as the group to kind of continue to play it yeah. going forward. And and we've played it three times this year, which is pretty good. Great. Although they sort of mention the twelve hour mark, it's never taken us that long. No, I think we're between the sort of eight and ten hours. Yeah, maybe. And yeah. um, I know it's only ten points to win the game but yeah it's something to behold and something to really get your teeth into yeah it's still on my i I have to play this game at some point yeah i can safely say it's not on mine (laughs) (laughs) i've played it once that was enough okay (laughs) yeah i'm not a huge fan of the big slog fests you know of games i I, i'm much more comfortable at the sort of the one to the two hour mark maximum of about three at a push four uh but yeah so i can appreciate why so many people like the game it's just too much of a commitment for me you know when i'm one of these people i i get in a ridiculous amount of games this year and it, it really when we're preparing for the list that we were, we're going to be doing it a little bit later, I was going back for all of the games I played this year because I've started logging them this year uh, on the BG Stats app, which was a whole new experience for me. But um, I will continue to do it because creating these lists became really easy. <laughs> using that app which was fantastic um but yeah just seeing the amount of games i'd played the variety of games i played the the amount of players i'd played with you know it it was great you know james is probably the person i've played most games with um i think you come in at a close second really i didn't think we played many games together you'd be surprised i think it's because on your game days when we've played games together we've usually played games the whole day so we've probably done five or six games in there in one day yeah um whereas me and james might do that same amount of games but in the space of a week yeah so yeah it it sort of i mean evens out that for me that that's one thing that 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 will be my new year's resolution if you like i'll actually get you to point me at that app and then from first of january sort of start of a brand new year i'm gonna i'm gonna start doing the same thing nice yeah no that would be good new year's resolutions already yeah (laughs) gaming ones i might actually stick to it (laughs) you won't have a choice when i'm around Get your phone out. <laughs> log, yeah, yeah, yeah. With him, it'll be log, log it, log it that I beat you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't need to because I do it. But uh, the, the the real thing is then people will be able to see the discrepancies in mine when I say I've won and I haven't. <coughs> or James says he's won and he hasn't. Like last <coughs> night when he when when you won a game of Heat, you clearly didn't. I won that. Uh, obviously, I was there. <laughs> I can back him up. But you, you were doing donuts on that corner all, all evening. It's... <laughs> Yeah, I didn't do well at that. <laughs> that was not my finest moment. I just call it showboating. <laughs> exactly. I, it I'd only works won. when you're in <laughs> when you're in first. <laughs> I'd already won a game of it. I was letting you feel what it was. Oh, like. of course you were. <laughs> But I mean, that being said, Heat, that's obviously a brand spanking new game that's come out later this year, as well as a few others that we've been really, really hyped for. I know, Paul, you were the same as me, really hyped for Starship Captains. Yep, finally arrived, finally arrived, undamaged. Yeah, you 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 didn't have much luck with that on the first attempt, did you? That that that's going into one of my negatives, so I'll leave that for a bit. Okay, cool. We'll we'll, we'll leave that. <laughs> um, yeah, I've obviously got Starship Captains again. We we've played a game of that, James. We have. We both loved it. Yeah, definitely. First impressions of it, fantastic. Other than the two games that we've just talked about, has there been any other sort of highlight games that have? come out this year or or maybe was due to come out this year that you're kind of upset that didn't i mean i can i can just chuck in jurassic world miniatures game that you know <laughs> yeah, i've been, been talking about that for last the last year. four or five years <laughs> at this point 
which I don't think will ever turn up at the, you know, with various, yeah. I mean, that that's a huge negative. It's become evidently clear that Exode Games are gone, uh, as is all of the backers' money. And yeah, they've just ghosted everyone. So, you know, my first real, real regret from Kickstarter, which is a shame because it's also one of my most pledged yeah. Kickstarters. But hey-ho, what can you do? Yep. That, that, that going to one of my other negatives is the, the prices on Kickstarter going through the roof this year. Yeah. I know it's been a worldwide thing, and the, especially the shipping costs. I mean, when the shipping costs are exceeding the price of the game itself, yeah. you know something's not up to scratch. Yeah, I, w- I would agree. And and like I said, we don't want to make, make it out like this year has all been sunshine and daisies, as you said. We've had issues with shipping and, and costs going up in general. We, a couple of weeks ago, James, did our episode about Games Workshop. Yep. Wasn't really an episode, was more of a rant. But, you know, about them putting up prices for the independent stockists. We also covered the fact that multiple independent stockists in our local area alone have closed down in the past month to two months. Yeah, which leads me on to my first negative, which is obviously losing our uh, local gaming store yeah. very recently to, to all of that, which was um, rubbish. Yes. Yeah, it was not, uh, was not good at all. I mean, they were always really supportive of us yeah. uh, with both the game club and and this podcast they obviously were our very first affiliate partner which was a shame that we lost them that we we had a very good deal going on there but obviously times are tough you know the the the, the financial debt and or lack of income obviously yep. overcame them with their outgoings but how's things down your way paul i mean it's only what half an hour up the road but still <laughs> yeah but we've seen the same down in worthing dyson drinks in burgess hills maintaining themselves um every time i walk past i there's barely anyone in there to be honest and um they've got lots of uh sort of makeshift curtains up to try and keep the heat in and everything um but they have been on a few podcasts and videos this year as well sort of trying to promote the store um and then down in worthing as well obviously we lost ransacked last year yeah but we've had dice worthing move in yes to their old stores and we've had coffee games and yeah i did i did see that there's another another hobby shop that's opened yeah. down um i popped down there when i was uh summoned to the work office and i thought well whilst i'm here <laughs> i <laughs> wandered not? in to see uh one of our members who actually works in the shop so i had a bit of a tour of the shop and uh yeah they seem to be coming up and uh worthing board gamers especially are using both dice worthing and cgc mm. for their evening dues as well as over at the hotel as well um but yeah their worthing's up and coming they're um started doing their game days as well this year yep which has been great to have another group join us as well as some more local groups as well we've had uh, another group in Brighton join us as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the team over at Custard Kraken, who uh, released the game on Kickstarter a couple of years ago, they started doing a uh, Wednesday evening meetup uh, just on the outskirts of Brighton. And we've also had one of our particular members came along, uh, Eleanor. She started up a once a month evening group on a Wednesday in Burgess Hill as well. I nice. we haven't had a chance to get along there yet. But she seems to be having the numbers that she wants over the last two, three months. So Nice. James, it appears the place to be is the south coast of the UK. Indeed. What, uh, 10 minutes south? Yeah, ten, <laughs> 10 minutes south. Lots of gaming next year, James. Yep. Are you ready for it? I am ready for it, yeah. which um, leads me on to a positive, which is a personal positive. Okay. Obviously, this is my first 
full year on the podcast. Yes. Um, which I very much enjoyed. And uh, throwing myself into a board gaming, sort of fully play lots of games. So mm-hmm. that's been a big positive for me. Nice. Nice. Have you enjoyed it? That, that's the key thing. No, you're a slave driver. I am enjoying it. He smoked me in the bloody shed. <laughs> you all love it. Don't complain. <laughs> I let you all off and you all decided to come here tonight. <laughs> yeah, no, on, on, on a serious note, yeah, I have really enjoyed it. That's good, because I still enjoy doing this. I was, it's hard to, to think, Paul, that we... I mean, me and you especially, we've been doing this nearly three years now. We're, we're only... 2020, July 2020 is when we started. on, what, three episodes in? You brought me on. You were episode number three, yes. Yeah. And then your official, I guess, debut as an actual member of the, <laughs> the crew <laughs> was a week later. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> There you go. Absolutely. We've been going two and a half years, and I, c- I cannot believe it. James, you've obviously been here a fair amount of time now. We, I think we were working it out earlier, weren't we? Year yeah, and a half. Year, year and a half. Um, sort of stepped in around July, I think it was. End of July time, I think, yeah. Yeah, so a year and a half is my first full year on here. Well, you're still here. Indeed. Um, and I'm very, very grateful for you to, to be here. Now, before we go on to doing some top... Okay, we're going to do some top three lists because I think I think top five will take us too long. Before we go on to that, I want to talk about the podcast just a little bit because we talked about it last year and this time last year we did about 6,000 downloads for that year and we were all really, really happy with that. And I asked both of you what your personal objectives were for the podcast for the following year, i.e. this year. And I believe you both said that you wanted to up it to 10,000 downloads. So I don't know if either of you have had a look. Do you want me to get the drumsticks out? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, invisible drums. I did look, well, I'm actually looking as we speak. So at the time of recording, this is the start of December. So we've still got one more episode to come out before this one so plus this one and we are currently sat at 19,629 downloads so how do you feel about that guys fantastic fantastic yeah <laughs> well if we, if we smashed our own target yeah and even 20,000 by the end of the years exactly you know. i mean usually you know when when we when we release a new episode we get obviously a decent amount of downloads for that episode but we also get a load of new listeners listening to our back catalog as well so for the most part each week we've been averaging about 500 to 1000 downloads uh, obviously depending on the episode contents and and stuff like that so it goes without reason that we're going to probably do at least another 1000 before we before this episode even comes out. So I think that's great. And I think on those grounds... Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. (laughs) That's, uh, yeah, that's awesome. Sorry, are we thanking ourselves? (laughs) The listeners. Oh, I thought you were thanking me. I mean, it's it's clearly all me. (laughs) It's down to James and myself, isn't it? Backing you up. of course. Well, all I'm going to say at this point is, you know, you were on 6,000 last year, then I came on and it suddenly jumped to 19. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, yeah, there's probably other reasons, but... I I would... Although there are a large amount of ducks around. <laughs> it's funny, our, our, our listener viewership just plummets as soon as the news starts. <laughs> but no, all joking aside, thank you guys so much for continuing to support me in doing this. Yeah. Um, and I think the numbers speak for themselves that we're doing something right. Yeah, I mean, I, we've, we've thanked the listeners, you've thanked us. I think we should also thank Jason for the amount of effort he puts into this. I mean, you do all the, you do all the editing. He's uh, going red yeah, he's I going know. red it's, it's the only time I'll ever be nice to him 
um, and you do all the episode planning. You know, at the end of the day, when I, when I, when we turn up to record these things, I just do what he tells me. <laughs> effectively, <laughs> he's written your script already. Uh, well, not so much a script, but it, he's done all the. Um, like what what the episode's about, the main talking points. Once we're finished, he does all the editing. I just talk into a microphone. He's got the easy job, really. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, behind the scenes, Jason actually does a hell of a lot of work for this. And Paul doing all his research for the news as well. It's, I just, I, I feel like I just got the easy, <laughs> easy job here. Paul, we need to brainstorm and find something for James to do. That's right. Yeah, fine. <laughs> I'll get Brian on it. He's not doing anything. Yeah, why not? There's two, there's two slackers in this podcast. So, <laughs> and one's and one, I was going to say, one of them's made of rubber. <laughs> uh, there we and go. And there's Brian. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, shall we do some, some, some top three lists, gentlemen? Would, would you be up for that? You're going then. Let's do it. Excellent, because you weren't going to have a choice. <laughs> so... <laughs> So the first, uh, the first thing I think we we will uh, we will start with is I asked you guys to go away and have a think about the games that you've played this year. And the first list I wanted you to construct was going to be what are your top three games that you've played that are new to you this year? They don't have to be brand new games for 2022, but I just want to know the best games you've played this year that you played for the first time. Yep. So. James, what's your number three? My number three, Gangshon Clever. Gangshon Clever, okay. So the roll and write game. Yep. I, I am addicted to it. I even have the app on my phone. Yeah. I, when I first played it, the app was downloaded and me and my wife were got higher score than you. Got higher score than you. Higher score than you. Higher score than you. Yep. Nice. Yeah, yeah, I am fully addicted to that game. Okay. Which is actually quite ironic, really, because that when I was looking at my stats earlier, Gangshon Clever is actually one of my most played games this year, but I have decided to... Ne- leave that out of lists that come later on uh, because of it being such a sort of filler game for me but yeah it's it's definitely a game that I think has seen the table loads this year and I can tell you that you enjoy it so the fact that you've do, bought it on the on the app as well is, is fantastic yep do we share high scores I can't remember mine I can't remember I think mine I two, two eight something or other for me 268 last nice. time I played yeah nice mine's the one so I'm just gonna... <laughs> he loves it that much <laughs> That's why he's been playing it so much. He needs to get better. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, so Ganshon Clever for James is his number three. What about you, Paul? Number three? I played Dwellings of Eldervale. Ooh. Yeah, yes. Okay. Uh, we invited around to some friends' houses and uh, yeah, played it for the first time and thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, had watched plenty of playthroughs, so I managed to jump in relatively quickly. Uh, my wife was along for the ride, so uh, I was sort of coaching her as we went along as well. So uh, I was sort of playing it from two angles, to be honest and uh, yeah thoroughly enjoyed it excellent it excellent stuff uh, it's a game that I haven't actually uh, played yeah. myself yeah. so that, that might be one that might end up on this list next year who knows yes, absolutely so my number three was actually one that Paul introduced me to um, and it's a very very lightweight one it is one that we did an episode on that was Project L I played that for the first time this Great year uh, really really good game by Boardcubator which was I guess we could cover that's a bit of sad news that Boardcubator are no longer they closed down this year as well so that's a bit of a downer on that one yeah because they did some really really good games and Project L was one of them obviously the lovely little plasticky Tetris pieces that are nicely brightly coloured popping off of those black and white boards
boards was just fantastic really really simple every time we've played it at a club it's gone down well yeah. so yeah Project L was yeah, my certainly my high three. production value on that one yes yeah yeah so, James, number two. So, uh, number two for me, ironically, is Project L. Oh, well, there we go. <laughs> Very good game. Uh, yep. <laughs> copy and paste everything I just said. What's your reason that uh, that was your number two? Um, it's quick enough to be a nice little icebreaker, but it's also incredibly thinky yes. at the same time. It's it, Again, it's one of those games that just sucks you in when you mm. sort of like, you sort of look at it and go, oh, it's board game Tetris. And then when you actually play it, it's like, oh, it's, it, it's another one of those, it's addictive. Yeah, yeah, I would agree on that. Definitely. You instantly want to jump into a second game. Yeah. yeah. And go, oh, if only I'd done this right. If I do that again, very, very and suddenly good. you've played four games and it's midnight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how many times has that happened this year, James? I think one too many. Yes. But uh, yes, nice. So Project L is your number two. Paul, number two for you. My number two is Ark Nova. Okay. Very, very good. Yes. I uh, was taught it back to the other side of the summer, and that was an insta buy for me again i had the same issues with uh, starship captains that it arrived broken so yeah ended up buying it from our friendly local gaming store when they were still around whilst the other one was on its way back to the store <laughs> but no ark nova certainly scratched a certain itch in me for the complexity of it i've since pimped it out as much as i can do yeah as, as much as i did um lords of Ar- uh, lost ruins of arnak yeah um but it's one that will stay in the collection and come out relatively frequently nice uh, i have taught the wife it which i was surprised at and she did actually get it and beat me but we won't <laughs> go into that but no it, it's certainly a game if someone says oh do you want to play arc nova yet yeah, that's a definite yeah. yeah 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 i was gonna say we, we've played it a fair amount uh this year again that was quite high up on my list of of games played this year so i can completely agree with that so my number two is another well obviously new game to me that's why it's on the list uh it was one that was on my list to play for absolutely ages ever since it was released that was Lost Ruins of Arnak oh well done yeah finally managed to get it to the table I've played it in physical form once however the amount of times I've played it on Board Game Arena it's probably one of my most played games on Board Game Arena for this year really really love that game I cannot wait to get it to the table again I don't personally own it mainly because I know three different people that own it I don't don't feel the need to however if I don't get it to the table in physical form soon, I can well believe I'm going to end up with it just so that I can force people to play it. So yeah, Lost Ruins of Arnak is my number two. And rumours of a new expansion coming out. Oh yes. Yes. <laughs> okay, James. The number one game that you played for the first time this year is Ark Nova. Ark Nova. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, James, why did Art Nova make it to number one for you? Um, the main reason, and this is going to be a strange reason, is because the very first time I played it, I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Yes, I know okay. we shared that sentiment. Yep, and the fact that I persevered and by the third playthrough, I absolutely loved it. That to me is a game that is worth being at number one. Yes. That you play it, you dislike it, but it still leaves you with that. I need to give it another I go. I need to give it another go, and then it wins you over. It is a game that deserves the number one spot. Yeah. Well done. Very, very good. Paul, number one for you. Twilight Imperium, fourth oh. edition. Predictable. Predictable. <laughs> <laughs> no, when we sat down to play it, it was a new game to all of us. And so we, we did have a learning curve. 
for the five, six of us that was that were playing. But I think the first game took us 10, 11 hours. That was including lunch and yep. the learning part as well. But next minute we were driving home in the dark again and we're thinking, oh, where did that time go? But yeah. the time went so fast and so well that I was eager to go and learn strategies on YouTube of how to do better next time. Mm. And although the second time I played, I was the same faction. I thought I'd go in and do something completely different of what they're supposed to do rather than what I did with them the first time. Yeah. And it just brings you in and gets you addicted. And um, I think three, four other people at the table said exactly the same thing. Yeah. Where did the time go? When can we play it again? Nice. And yeah, that's certainly stuck with me this year. Well, that's a, sounds like it's a very valid uh, number one for you. Uh, number one for me is Ark Nova. It is Ark Nova for me as well. Um, again, as I said, one of my most played games this year for the multitude of reasons. But again, what James said, I hated that game when I first played it. I persevered, as I always do, because I do believe minimum three plays to get an, even the, the smallest glimpse of an idea of how a game really is being played and you know by the second time it started to started to grow on me a little bit didn't still didn't sort of see the hype but number three was that golden nugget and yeah it, it really clicked with me on the third play and i've lost track of how many plays i've had you know thank god for the app that actually tells me <laughs> how many times i've played that game but uh yeah Ark nova for me was the best game that i played for the first time this year yeah. so there you go Ark nova a pretty good list there guys i mean Ark nova's on all three of our lists so yeah yeah full respects to Ark nova and obviously Certainly. see what the expansion brings next year yes 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 so we got a, obviously a few we're going to be doing a few of these top three lists and I think the next one goes without saying that we need to talk about the top three games that we played this year that came out this year. So 2022. Let's go the other way around this time. Paul, what's your number three for uh, brand new games brand that new you games. played this year? Number three is Living Forest. Living Forest. Oh, okay. Okay. It's one I've played the most as well because my wife loves it. And I thoroughly enjoy it as well. Yeah. It's easy enough to teach to up and coming gamers as well as more experienced ones. It, to be honest, it can end quite quickly, mm -hmm. but I think the artwork and the production value of it is brilliant. And the whole system of it, it it's pushy luck. It's quacks of Quidlinburg with cards. Yeah. Especially the artwork and everything's fantastic. But the whole game and which direction do you really want to go in? Is someone else going in that direction? Can I pip them at the post? Depending on player order and everything. But yeah, that's certainly high on my list of uh, games that came out this year, yes. Very nice. Uh, again, really, really good game. I'm looking forward to trying the expansion for that as well. The, uh, was it Kadama? Kadama's expansion. a dream. Yeah. So a bit of a crossover. Yeah. Interesting. Tree spirits coming in. Yeah. yeah. So I'm definitely interested in trying that. It's an interesting one to be on the list because I thought about uh, Living Forest myself and I, I was trying to figure out whether it was actually a 2022 game or a 2021 game because I think that's another one of those games that officially came out in 2021, but because we're in the UK, we don't get to see these games for quite some time afterwards and yeah. they usually tend to turn up on our shores because it was next quite a big selling point at UKGE this year, wasn't it? It was, yeah. It was on every stall to be sold. Yeah. And that's the first time, to be honest, I became aware of it. Mm, yeah. Um, 
it hadn't sort of jumped into my yeah. space before then. Yeah, I think it obviously came out in like the rest of Europe a little bit before 2022 because obviously it qualified for this year's uh, Spiel uh, Awards. So I'm guessing it technically came out last year. But yeah, for us in the UK, just bear in mind that we get games a lot later than the rest of the world. Um, so yeah, very, very good uh, number three for I you. I didn't even look at the date on it. <laughs> <laughs> no that's fair james your number three so for me before i go into my list it's like i should probably mention all three of these could easily have gone into the first mm-hmm. list we did as well the only reason they weren't there is aside from one of them we've only played them once which okay. means that we haven't seen like by our rules we haven't it's seen everything impression, everything yeah. the game has to offer which is why they're not in the best games i've played this year and the best new games yeah. two of them are also very very recent yeah Okay. Uh, but for me, number three is Flamecraft. Very, very good. Okay, yes. I don't think I can disagree with you <laughs> yeah. on that one. <laughs> it's one I haven't actually played yet, so... Oh, uh, you need to play it. We need to make that happen. We definitely need to make that happen. James, why did Flamecraft make it to your list? I love the fact that it's an immediate draw when it's all laid out on the table to like to pass us by it is a very nice looking game with its large cards it's really nice artwork um the the map rolled up the middle of the town the gameplay is actually quite simple yet fun yeah and every time we've played it, I've instantly wanted to play it again. Okay, that's good. It's really, really good. Um, okay, anything else you want to say about Flamecraft? I think you can move on now. Excellent. So my number three is a game that either came out at UK Games Expo or was around that sort of time, and it is Acropolis. Uh-huh. Now, again, it seems like this is going to be a carbon copy of the, the, the list I did just now. The first game on the list is indeed a much more lightweight game, I would say. But Acropolis, for me, was one of those games that I just sort of didn't expect it to be as addictive and as good as it is. You know, it, it's a tile placement game. It, it's There's nothing particularly special about it, but the, the component quality on it was good. The gameplay was easy enough and, and fun enough to, to teach. And it's one of the few games, James, that we have been playing a game for the first time and you immediately, you know, halfway through the first turn, said, I want to play this again. Yep. And that is an instant sign for me as, like, okay, this is good. So again, it got good good marks from us when we when we talked about the game. It was a cheap game, which is even better because we do like a cheap game here. But yeah, Acropolis is my number three. Mm-hmm. Pool okay. number two. I don't know whether this was late twenty one or twenty two, but it's out over. Okay, yeah. I think again, it's another one of those. It was late twenty twenty one, but yeah. did not make it to the UK until twenty twenty two. I think I played it sort of mid year. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Art Nova. For all the same reasons, it's on the other list. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that that's a fair one. Like I said, Art Nova was originally on mine, but I talked myself out of it when I realised some of the other games that. Uh, well, in fact, I've altered my list in the past week or so for for various reasons, but uh, yeah, re- reasons that will become apparent as we as we go on so yeah i i really tried not to duplicate with my lists yes hence why uh, like i said at the beginning all of the ones that we're doing in this list could easily have been in the first list yeah yeah i I tried to keep them separate but uh yeah james number two for you brand new game number two number two is a starship captains okay very very good so paul only played this for the first time last night 
Yep. But James, why did this make it to your number two? Um, again, for the for the kind of game it is, the rule set is surprisingly simple yet very engaging. There's a lot going on for you to do. Um, when we played it personally, because we've only played it once at this point, I found the downtime really didn't it didn't exist. Yeah. You know, and me and you were both playing it for the first time, so out of the four people at the table, we probably had the most reason to actually sit back and go, well, actually, what am I doing? Mm. Yet we picked it up instantly. Yeah. Yeah. Very little analysis paralysis that I found uh, when we played that game. Yeah. And it's got a layer of strategy underneath it for quite a simplistic game, like trying to, the way it sort of hints as to where the next mission's coming out. So you can. Mm if you're strategically minded game the board yes but you can also just lay back and have some fun with it yeah and you know the theme i mean the, when, yeah, the, when, the, when i first heard about it the theme kind of put me off a little bit but you know it, it drew me back in with the gameplay because i'm not a star trek fan yeah i am uh, that, that, that's, that's another big thing is the theme it's like I, I i i looked at it and went it's star trek the board game without the ip i then saw the box art and went yeah, it's what I thought it was. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, Paul, what was your first thoughts about it? I, I mean, I played it for the first time back at UKGE. Of course, yeah, we um, played with the designer. With Mr. Offcard in attendance. So uh, that was my claim to fame this year. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, it's it, it's been on the radar and I've been so eager to play it. And last night didn't disappoint. It Good. was It was great. Nice. It was what I expected it to be. Nice. Very, very nice. Um, I will announce at this point that uh, it is not on my list, but the main reason is because the other games that are on this list, I've played more. Starship Captains is definitely worthy of being on this list. I'm putting it out there now, but uh, hopefully by the time this episode comes out, we will have played it at least a dozen more times. Yeah. We are going to be hitting that game quite a bit over the Christmas period, I'd imagine. Yeah. As well as my number two, which is Heat. Pedal to the Metal, which we have played multiple times now. We joked about it earlier. We played it just last night where I decided that rather than racing the car, I thought it would be good to do donuts in one of the corners for three of my turns. It was very funny. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, that was a real sort of... is one of the games I really wanted should I have been able to get to Essen this year. I didn't manage to get there. However, as soon as it came available in the UK, I was on it, spending money that I didn't have. Uh, ironically, I bought it the same day that I bought Starship Captains, and then the uh, Royal Mail went on strike, and it took well over a week to get to me, and I was not very happy about that. But that's another story altogether. Oh, no, he was. I'm surprised <laughs> that wasn't in your negatives for the year. You were <laughs> raging about that. <laughs> Paul touched on the strikes earlier. I was just going to leave it at that before I raged. <laughs> but um, yeah, Heat Pedal to the Metal is really, really good. We've only played the base rules so far. Yep. Really, really excited to try those modules yep. uh, for the game. You know, the, the building, your car, yep, stuff. the I, weather. The weather. I really like the idea of the championships in this as well. As we all know, I'm a big fan of Downforce, but this is different. This is a born and bred racing game. Downforce, to me, is a betting game at this point. If I want a racing game, I'm going to be reaching into my bag for heat, pedal to the metal. It's certainly good good at the table yesterday when oh, yeah. we saw you playing it. Yeah. Yeah, so, there's a lot of good value in that. And when, when we do our episode on that, I think if our first impressions are anything to go by, we're going to be looking at those high numbers again. Yep. So, yes, Paul, you're number one. one. And it's Starship Captains. Oh. <laughs> oh. It jumped on the list straight from last night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that's fair. 
I, I preempted it by writing it in anyway. And yeah. Yes, it did meet my expectations. And uh, yeah, it's certainly one that's going to be seeing the table a lot in the near future. Excellent. Well, I think we, we, we've all said enough about it, haven't we? Really? <laughs> we don't need to hear any more about that. So, James. My number one is heat. <laughs> um <laughs> And it has absolutely nothing to do with the fact that I won the game yesterday. <laughs> yes. Yes, you did. It's a very rare occasion, so I will allow you this one. Indeed. Um, so for me, this this is a game that I have been waiting for since you first told me, since I first heard about it. Because while I am also a fan of Downforce, I still remember because it was also one Downforce was one of the very first modern board games that i actually played yes it was. even before i was doing the podcast at the um the old friday club and i remember it being got out of the box i think oh cool a racing game this is really good and although it is a very good game feeling let down by it when i quickly worked out that it's not it's not a racing, it's not game. A racing game it's a betting game yeah so i have been waiting for a game i know there are others out there that would scratch that itch of it's a pure racing game and then this came along and i i have literally been sitting here going where is it where is yeah. it where is it if you hadn't already bought it heat would have been my second board game purchase oh, okay wish i'd known that it, easily <laughs> easily i i knew you were gonna buy it but yeah. when we did the episode with um and wayne few a few weeks back and they were talking about it and playing it at mm. s and it was just sort of i was sitting there going if jason doesn't buy it i will yeah yeah no it is uh it is a very very good game uh, uh, and uh, as you touched on we've only played the base game it's like i i can't wait to try all those other modules the build your car the weather the championship model all of that I, I i'm already sitting here going well i want to play it yeah <laughs> yeah definitely uh we need to get paul to play this yes, as well. yeah it certainly looked like something i'd get into oh it's great fun great great fun cool so my number one for brand new games that i played this year is flamecraft i love that game it's amazing it looks amazing the components are amazing granted we've got the deluxe version but i've now seen that all the deluxified components are available for purchase separately so even if the retail edition isn't all that great they're actually really reasonably priced for those deluxe components so it's well worth buying them anyway yeah flamecraft really really good fun to play my partner loves it i love it haven't introduced it to my son yet but he will love it 100 percent. it is one of my in fact it's probably going to be the most played game that i will have over christmas this year um i think the entire family will enjoy that game so flamecraft hands down the best brand new game i have played this year okay now we alluded to this category earlier it's your most played games this year now obviously this can be whatever games you've played the most now i did say earlier on that Ganshon Clever is my hands down most played game but I am discounting it from the list because it is just pure filler so I will start this one just seeing as though it's only fair with my number three which is Zuli okay Zuli it is yeah so the little card game now again this could be deemed as a bit of a filler game so yeah but to be fair with the groups we've been playing it with there's been multiple plays every time we've played it so add those in as like a best of three rounds that we've done yeah uh best of three games and that's it makes up to be one very very good game so yeah zuli is my number three james uh my number three is acropolis okay because we've played that uh quite a few times we have indeed yes now obviously that's something that we should say is a lot of the games that you play Yep. tend to be with me in fact for the most part they're nearly always with me whereas yep. i get far more gaming in 
indeed than you're able to attend to so yeah. our, our list should differ somewhat yeah. but um yeah it's very addictive as you said earlier it's like we weren't even through the first turn of my first game and i already said to you we're having a second second playthrough of this yeah. and uh, that was mainly because it's sort of uh, i placed it started doing my first first placement or my first round and the game just clicked like that and it's like i can already see where i've made a mistake jason we're playing a second game of this yeah yeah no there you go again very very good game yep can totally understand why you played it so many times paul you're number three <laughs> uh it will be living forest living forest um, okay. ever since we bought it my wife seems to love it so uh when we are gaming at home that seems to be the one that we go to to get out nice on the table and it's become quite popular at our game days as well so uh it does come out and i am teaching and joining in at the same time yep. so yep certainly up, up there on the uh games i've played this year nice yep um again very very good game so i'm not surprised to see it on your list so my number two on my list is Ark Nova I'm amazed that I've played this game as much as I have because it's a long longish game it's not too long but the truth of the matter is I really enjoy it and as Paul stated earlier the offer is there it's very very difficult for me to turn down a spot at the table for Art Nova and I think that's why I've ended up playing it so much it may not always be my copy that we've ended up playing but I might have attended one of your game days Paul and I've just been walking around and someone said oh we've got a spot for Art Nova yeah I'm in I'm in you know it doesn't matter how tired I am that's generally a game that I would just say yeah count me in 100% so yeah for me Art Nova James your number Number two. My number two is Dice Forge. Ooh, yes. We did play that quite a lot, yep. didn't we? That was that was a standard Wednesday night warm-up. It was. Yeah. That yeah, now I think about it, it was quite high on my list as well. So yes, very, very good game. Any any particular reason you found yourself playing that? quite so much other than the fact that it was a it, it was, I mean it was a good warm up game I love the modifiable dice yes that, I think that's a really good mechanic of that game yes the totally not Lego dice yes <laughs> doesn't it come with a spanner I don't think it does actually no my, my copy didn't they obviously instruct you to use the corner of the pieces to that's true to, yeah. to pop yeah. them out but you can use a uh, yeah I did pick up a Lego spanner and put yeah. it from my uh, collection and <laughs> put it in the box oh yeah, yeah. Well, they might they might well have used to have done that. They they hadn't with my copy. So, no, fair enough. Good uh, good game there, James. Paul Art Nova. Art Nova. <laughs> I think we've all been playing a lot of Art Nova. Um, although Living Forest is quicker, and I may have played more games of that. I mean, time spent playing it. Mm. It's certainly been Art Nova. No, okay, fair enough. Um, but yeah. Like uh, every reason that you said, someone says, "Oh, we're just starting this." Do you want to join? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Really, really, really good game. Um, uh, again, it's rarely on the table at our game library. Yeah, our game days, and I've taught it to numerous people, and uh, sometimes they've taken a bit longer to play than others. But uh, yeah, it's certainly one that I'll sit down and teach. Um, so number one for me, most played games this year. Do we have any guesses what my most played game is going to be? Acropolis. James? I have no idea. Fair play. It's Living Forest. Oh, it's Living Forest. It is Living Forest. Again, this is a game that my partner enjoys. So we, we've played that together as a, as a two player, much like yourself and your partner. We played it loads when we were gearing up to review it and it's managed to find its way back to the game clubs quite a lot because again it's a nice quick game to play i've used it as warm-up cooldown and even the main event of the night and yeah all the different game groups that i'm part of 
They've all really enjoyed Living Forest, and in a lot of circumstances as well, some of the gamers have then wanted to introduce it to their partner, and as an as an extension of that, I've then got an invite to come over and play the game with them and obviously teach the game as well. So I'm getting lots of plays of, of that game. It's uh, It's been a very, very good game to have. James, what is your most played game this year? My most played game, Jason, is Ark Nova. Oh, <laughs> shocker. Yeah. Um, again, echoing both what you both said, it's like if there's a slot, a spare slot at that table, I'm sitting in it. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Which is, uh, yeah, I, I mean, we won't say anymore because yep. I think we're fed up with hearing us talk about Art Nova. But yes, d- d- the, the real question is when you were thinking back to creating these lists, did it surprise you when you really figured out how many times you played selected games or? I mean, at home, I've got various shelves within the house and the more prominent games I play are on the shelves downstairs. Right. So I knew it was from that lot. Yep. And uh, yeah, it's always the ones that's going into and out of the bags more frequently than anyone else's. Nice. Uh, what about you, James? Um, I'm that, that last one we just, well, the, or this one that we're doing now, the most played. The only thing I was surprised at is that Nemesis didn't make it onto that list. Because I have played it a few times, but when yeah. I sat and thought about it, it's no, the I played all of these games more than I've played that. Okay. So it's not a slight on Nemesis. I still love the game to pieces. It's still the only one I've actually spent money on. Mm. Uh, but at the same time, I don't want to get stuck in that hole. I bought it, so I'm I'm going to play this and yeah. just this. It's like, and you know, this year, as I said earlier in my positives, has really been about getting out there and playing more games. Yeah, no, that's good. Are we saying that James only owns one game? We are. Despite my my best efforts, he still only owns one. He game. impulse buys them all before I even get a chance. <laughs> Despite the fact that I've been really, really good this year, yeah. I'm still buying them at an exceptional well, I've, I've, I've got a member of one of our, or comes to our, both our groups, but we tend to tell him about new yeah. games coming out. That's, really that's what he does. And obviously I listen to our own podcast because I'm vain <laughs> and I like the sound of my own voice, evidently. I obviously get to listen to your, your new segment and that reminds me to go and he's, um, buy new games. He's banned me from Kickstarter, not because I'll spend my money, but because I'll start suggesting stuff. Or say, like, Have you seen this? <laughs> that's why I cut down the Kickstarter list in the news. I had no influence on that. <laughs> but yes, that is true. I've genuinely banned James from looking at Kickstarter because he was sending me so many. I mean, I go through the lists, Kickstarter pages and pages and pages and jump onto Game Found and Indiegogo and <laughs> stuff. And, and to be honest, it takes a while to find an actual game. Yeah. Because a lot of it's... 3D printable miniatures, D and D extensions, and RPGs and everything. And I know I brought a couple RPGs to the Kickstarter list before, but there's very few and far between games. And yeah, I'm always trying to limit the amount of money that we want people to spend on games, course, especially yeah. with everything else going on at the moment. But yeah, yeah. So that's why one of the reasons why I've got down the uh, three to one <laughs> list. Yeah, just to. Uh, highlight something special rather than giving you a choice of what to spend your money on (laughs) well we've done a few top three lists we've got one more to do i haven't done my one yet oh you haven't paul what's your number one what's your most played game this year it's sky joe ah which is more or less because my wife absolutely loves it loves it So it's whenever anybody suggests games, oh, Sky Joe, oh, Sky Joe, oh, Sky Joe, Sky Joe. 
I remember us sitting one evening playing Scythe at one of your gaming groups and uh, my wife would come along and she really couldn't get her head around it. Yeah. But then once we'd finished and someone suggested Sky Joe, her face lit up and everything. So <laughs> yes, it's one of her favourites and hence why it's one that yeah. I've played quite a lot. That was one of your favourites for for a long period, uh, wasn't I, it? It still is. I mean, obviously we haven't played it for a while because there have been... I got bored of it and other, took out the box. <laughs> other things. But yeah, I mean, it's another one of those. If I see the box on the table and there's a spare seat, it's like, yeah, I'll, definitely. Yeah. I love this game. <laughs> well, I apologise that I, I forgot to let you do I, your number one. I know one. I'm not here very often, but... I forget that you're here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bit hard to miss. <laughs> I, I actually sort of a question to ask the two of you with your extensive games, games collection to make you sort of think, you know, spur of the moment. And that's, have are there any games you haven't managed to get to the table this year that you really want to basically taking pride of place on the shelf of shame look at my shelf yep but is there um, one that is there one that <laughs> is there one that stands out to you because um, i i know i know it's your collection but yeah. i i know there's one on there for me that we keep saying we want to get out and we never quite manage it it's that yeah. big blue and green box isn't it? it it would might be ank gods of egypt Okay. Yeah, we've we've I've had that one for a little while, and we've we've not managed to get it to the table yet. Um, I'll I'll, I'll go first, give you a chance to to have a think. So, Ank is definitely one of them. Uh, while I have played it this year, I haven't played my copy, so I'd like to play that. Uh, Wasteland Express Delivery Service. I have had that for about eight months now, and it still hasn't seen the table. Really want to get that to the table. I don't feel like we've paid Inish enough. Um, however, that was entirely my fault not painting the miniatures yes fully. spraying all the miniatures the same color yeah. and then forgetting about it yeah <laughs> i won't talk about my nemesis miniatures <laughs> <laughs> yeah but at least that's playable whereas yes yeah it is it's color dependent painted yeah <laughs> it's color dependent in inesh um they're probably the main ones i would say i mean hogs of war is definitely one i still want to play but every time I open the box, I see the rule book and just have heart palpitations. And, and yeah, you know, it, it just it puts me into a, like a nervous seizure. So <laughs> it ends up going back in the box and back on the shelf. So yeah, they're, they're games I really want to get to the table, ideally in this coming year. Mm-hmm. What about you, Paul? Well, I did actually bring a game to the club last night that mm-hmm. I was hoping to play after Starship Captains that we never got around to that's actually been sat on my shelf of shame since 2016. Oh, dear. And we didn't get round to playing it and I don't know when it's going to come out again and that's uh, Starship Munchkin. <laughs> um, See, I, I, I'm really glad I didn't go ahead and say this before you announced what the game was because I, I was about to say it's like, do you know what we should actually have a pact between us that we should start having a game club for us where we just play games that we need to get off the shelf of opportunity but as soon as you said the word Munchkin I lost interest. <laughs> that, that, that's, the res- that's the reaction most people get when I bring it out. I saw it on... Will Wheaton's game show on YouTube way back when, and I went and bought it, and every club I've taken it to, I've had that exact reaction. No, not playing that. No, not playing that. Not playing that. Yeah. It just hasn't been played yet. And especially because it's not really playable at two players. Yeah. You need three or more. Yeah. And it just doesn't see the light of day. (laughs) Um, But the only other game I really would like to get back to the table is Vindication. Um, it's been sat on the shelf for far too long and it's something that, yeah, I really want to get back out and play again. Yeah, okay. 
So here's, here's the next question. You mentioned Will Wheaton. We know he's a fanatical board gamer. Do we reckon he's played Starship Captains? Oh, he's got Ooh, to have. Wow. <laughs> he's got to have. And how good was he at it? <laughs> well, he did go around in a multicolored shirt most of the time and then went to red, didn't he? So, uh, but we all know the red shirt's based on the original series, not next year. Of course, yeah. I yeah. <laughs> uh, see that that was a major negative being a, like, a Star Trek fan is that I couldn't kill the red shirts. <laughs> Expansion. Yep. Death from I above. Mean, I shouldn't have to do anything. It should just be a rule that when you bring them back, it's like it shouldn't be the androids you abandon. It should be the red shirts. <laughs> Although you could get perpetual motion generator going if you had a stormtrooper shooting at a yep. shirt. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. Well, so one final question for you both. What are your predictions for next year? What are your gaming predictions? What do we think we'll see hitting the market? Is there a particular theme that you think is going to be the hotness next year? We've certainly seen a drop in pandemic-related. Oh, I can't figure out why. No, no. <laughs> I mean, Star Wars is having a go. They're bringing out a game based on the pandemic. Which, uh, this is true. Yeah. Apparently, that's really good, by the way. Uh, Clone Wars one. Isn't yeah, it? the Clone yeah. Wars one. Yeah. I'll give that a go at some point. I'm not sure, if I'm honest. Um, more of the same, pretty much. 2022 yeah. has been a pretty good year for games, so more of the same, please. Okay. I mean, we've started seeing shipping costs from Kickstarter coming down recently, so I'd hope that makes a better trend. Yeah. Hopefully it continues on the, the downward angle. Yeah. I would say my prediction for themes next year, because there's always one theme that seems to have a ridiculous amount of games that come out in a very short space of time. And I think we've started to see it already, but I think it will continue heavily into next year. And I think that we will see an increase in the amount of games based on sustainability. Because uh, obviously, like for this year, we've obviously had our friends over at Stop, Drop and Roll have done Earth Rising. There was the um, the whale one a little while ago, the pods, get the name of it, um, which was a very, very similar sort of uh, sustainability one we've got matt leacock has now now done a sustainability game as well and i think especially when you get a name like matt leacock going down a theme i think you'll start finding all of the other game designers doing the same and i have seen a few more on the 2023 release lists Mm. that are following that trend yeah that that's going to be my prediction like a couple of years ago we had dogs i think was a like when Dog Park first hit Kickstarter, that was a big theme. Alien zoos, pugs in mugs. <laughs> yep, yep, you know, uh, zoos. There was a, a, a year where loads of zoo game comes out, or just mm-hmm. animals in general, you know, yep. where you had uh, Savannah Park. Yes. Um, and obviously we, we did zoography. You had New York Zoo. Yep. A lot of them came out in very quick succession. So yeah, my, my prediction on, on those is going to be sustainability is going to be an interesting one, which will in itself bring an interesting trend to the hobby in the sense of we'll have to see a lot more companies paying far more attention to the sustainable production. I was literally about to say that it's a risky, it's a risky theme. To touch on if your production isn't actually sustainable, like yeah. sustainable models, because it's just like, hang on a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Seymour are knackered. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They can't make all of those games not without plastic. <laughs> it's can you clue. imagine? The clues a, in the name. Can, can you imagine a Seymour game based on sustainability? It's like miniatures galore. <laughs> a Galactus made of paper mache. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, te- yeah, it's technically recyclable, isn't it? <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, that, that'll that be another prediction I think we'll see is, I think we'll see a bigger increase in the smaller side of, of games. I, d- I don't think we'll see quite as many behemoth boxes. You know, I, I don't think we've seen the last of them, but I do think we're going to, you know, there was a point where it was like every other week there was a behemoth box that was making hundreds upon hundreds of thousands of pounds. And in- it's still going on. I mean, Elden Ring's just hit. Yeah. crowdfunding and yeah. you're looking at 400 450 pounds for the max yeah. pledge yeah. season one yeah exactly. season exactly. one of three yeah and the base one is 400 odd. it's insane people have got too much money or have they that's that's the question that's- but that's another thing i don't want to see is all the big publishers using Kickstarter. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to see something, you know, a, a different option. Yeah, I'd like to see crowdfunding return to its core form of being there for, for people that can't bring these games to market. But, you know, that's that's real wishful thinking there, I think. <laughs> I think, I mean, you think about all the platforms and we're like straying beyond gaming here, really. It's like, I mean, eBay started off as, mm. you know, a, a secondhand, mo- an online car boot, basically, yeah. and now it's just another outlet for major retailers to sell their stuff on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, that is the, the power of e- e-commerce, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, all, all of these things. They start off about the little guy and then the big companies will get their claws into it and it just becomes another online site. Like, like I said, you know, you search for something on eBay now, the first five uh, returns will be from major brands. Yeah. Yeah, sponsored as well. Yeah. So they're there for a reason, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But yes, is uh, is there anything else you guys want to talk about before we we sign off? Is there anything I've forgotten from the the list of things that I've sent you? It's more than likely. (laughs) No, no. No, I think we've done it all. Excellent. Excellent. Well, again, I want to say thank you to you guys for being here for me. And helping me in doing this, especially, you know, obviously extra thanks goes out to you, Paul, because you genuinely do all of the news yourself. I don't have to edit your bits anymore. You do all that yourself for me as well, which Even better, which <laughs> really does help. It streamlines our process. Me and James have got recording down to a T now that we're recording a few weeks ahead, uh, which enables us to have a few days. You know, if, if there's a particular week that we're busy, we can we can take a week off without having to worry. But uh, yeah, thank you guys for everything that you do for us and obviously I want to thank the listeners as well for continuing to listen to us ramble every single week (laughs) ramble rant ramble rant yeah all the R's yeah and I guess the final thing I want to say as well is thank you to all the guests that we've had this year. We've had a few game designers on. We've had our good friends with our local podcast, you know, Bored Stupid, MTVB podcast. They've all come on. They've all supported the show. They've had us on their podcasts as well. James, this was your first year of going on other podcasts it as was. well. It was. It was a year of firsts. It was indeed. It was indeed. And next year we're going to extend on that. Oh, Hopefully yeah. we'll get you to UK Games Expo this year. Yep. So be another first for you next yep, year indeed first my con. hotel and tickets are booked I'm going yeah I haven't quite got that far yet <laughs> I, I keep looking at the hotels and going that's three times as expensive as it was last year yeah no it, it has gone a bit silly yeah yeah I'm, I'm hoping they'll come down a bit because I know a lot of people have already looked at it and gone nope that, that's crazy so yeah we, we shall see time will tell but yes <laughs> if that's all we're gonna say guys I wanna say thank you again yep and I we'll guess say thank you as well yeah have a great rest of 2022. We'll be back 
slam point in January. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Once the hangovers have rolled off. Yeah, it, won't, it definitely won't be the first week in January. I think we're aiming for the second week yeah. in, in January. So, yes, until then, you're going to have one more little bit of a Christmas song from us, and then we'll be back to normal. We're not singing, are we? We're not. No, no I think we're not. Well, we, we might do, but we'll, we'll save their eardrums. I'll, I'll turn oh, the mics right. off yeah. at that point. But, yes, thank you, guys, once again. Till next year, I have been Jason. I have been James. And I have been Paul. And you have been listening to the full team of the Meeple Minded doing our, yeah, well, yeah, nearly, doing our (laughs) year in review for 2022. Thank you very much for joining us. Have a great Christmas break. We'll see you next year. Ta-ta and goodbye.